subscribe to episode 89 of the Down South Photo Show with me, Brendan Waits, making that guy laugh too hard before we come on air here in Ocean Grove, Victoria, Australia, and in your other ear or on the other screen, if you're watching or in your other ear, if you're listening, it's Cam Blake in Hobart, Tasmania, Australia. Hello, Cam. Yay, I'm in Australia. I finally made it. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, hello, Brendan. Welcome down to episode 89 as Nine. per the show Thank notes. You for updating the notes at the absolute yes. last moment. I appreciate last minute. It. Uh, that was take two of the intro. Um, I really think yes. we should include some of these offcuts. I think that'd be quite funny. They're, they're on the cutting room floor, my friend. Never to be seen yeah. again. Never to be seen again. Um, no. But How are I, yes, you? I am. I'm good. I'm really good. I'm really excited. We've had a big week and uh, we have. We're doing really well. Um, having a nice beer to start the episode off. We're sort of in yes. celebrationary mode a bit. We are. Um, and, we, and, and why uh, would that be, Cameron? Why? Well, why are we a couple of reasons. The other day, I opened up the Apple podcast charts. Yes. And we're ranked, ranked number five. We're in the top five of the visual arts podcast listening in Australia, which in um, itself is no mean feat. Well, that was awesome. We we got a little bit happy about that. And then the next day, we opened up the charts and we're number three mm. uh, in the visual charts. So what that means, for people who don't really care about this, you can tune out. But for people who do, uh, <laughs> what that what that means is that we are number th- we are the third uh, most listened to art podcast in Australia. Yes. But if you if you if you narrow it down even more, because that's what we're going to do to keep our egos, you know, on check, massaged. If you, yes. If massage, if you narrow it down even more, we are the number one Australian photography podcast show. That so, is true. Uh, it's only taken eighty-eight episodes to get there, but hey. God damn it, we're taking it. It was pretty <laughs> exciting. Yes, we are. <laughs> yeah, we are aquatic, so we're chuffed. So thank you to everyone who yeah, has. Absolutely. Tuned in, listened, subscribed, all that stuff that we say every week. Uh, it does mean a lot to us. It means that not only does it massage our egos, it also means that what we're doing is uh, right. People are liking it, so that's cool. Uh, yeah. And it also means that we're, um, you know, it encourages us to keep on doing what we do. So, uh, yeah. like we said, like we said last week, we never started this as a as a business or as a money making enterprise or anything like that. We started this because we thought the banter that Cam and I were having around a around a <laughs> fire one night was interesting, and we yeah. thought, okay, maybe people yeah. might want to listen to this. Well, the people at the fire didn't they all walked off? Didn't it, it was only us two okay. around the fire pit yes. at the time? They... Yeah. But they don't subscribe to our show now, so no, they don't. They keep <laughs> they keep shaking their head every time I come back upstairs from recording an episode. Yeah, that's right, exactly. So, so hey, um, yeah, do we have awesome. to? We have, do we have to? We got some subscribers. We have got a few subscribers popping in. We're, numbers are going up. We're almost reached a milestone there too. Five hundred ninety-three subscribers tapping on the door of six hundred. I would like to give right. a very special warm welcome and shout out to Molly, who I know is now a subscriber to the show, and to mm-hmm. whom I promised a shout out once she subscribed subscribe to the Down South Photo Show. So hello, Molly. Told you I would, and there it is. Good stuff, Molly. Oh, are we going? Are we going to start doing those? I was going to say OnlyFans. It's not OnlyFans. You know when they do. <laughs> no one wants do... to see your OnlyFans channel, my friend. <laughs> no, you know when they do. People do the um, the shout outs, like you can get your birthday. You know, oh, you can get... oh, that would be awesome. We should have birthday shout outs and stuff. Yeah, That'd be yeah, cool. birthday shout outs. You can. We'll you do can it at the end us. of the show. <laughs> you can do a book out. Um, and one thing I got feedback on as well about last week, uh, our sound was really good. We sounded yes. awesome. Yes. Maybe that was the That's difference. Right. Yes. And I'd also just quickly, uh, Jeff, mm. who popped in, uh, a Tasmanian who was traveling with his wife, sorry, I can't remember his wife's name, popped in, said g'day. They were in Ocean Grove. They'd come across on the Spirit and then mm. cruised down to OG, 
just to come in and say hello, which was very, very nice of them. So thank right. you. They're, they're on their way to Lake Gardner, I think it's pronounced, not Gardner, but I, th- I don't know how you pronounce it, but it's near Lake Eyre and um, heading okay. out there. So that, w- that was really cool. They popped in and said g'day. And did, they, awesome. did they did they show you their passports when they came into Australia? Or <laughs> That's right. Exactly. I said, well, come on, <laughs> what are you doing yeah. here? Yeah. <laughs> That's great. I, I think that's good. That's the good thing about what you have is the store that people can physically come in and say, G'day, well, I watched the yeah. show. And, and that's what's happening, that kind of which is really mm. cool. I love it. Um, uh, you know, I, I get pretty busy in my shop, but I'm always happy to make time to say hello to people who watch and listen to the show. Um, yeah. Andrew Cooper, hello. He yes. popped in during the week as well, purchased himself yes. something. Uh, and something. he was sporting a Down South Photo Show hoodie at the time. You purchased something. He can't he, tell us what he purchased. He, he well, maybe he doesn't want people to know what he purchased. But he did. He did oh, purchase he, did a he, very buy, nice did, canvas print of me, which was awesome. Going to say, did he? Did he buy a Canon or a Nikon? Because we might have to review that uh, hoodie purchase. Yeah, it was neither of those. Um, anyway, moving on. We're, we're crapping on. We are I'm way too on. much. Uh, yeah. The weather photo comp, the People's Choice, has been run and won. Congratulations to Ben Cooper. Yes, related to Andrew. Anyway, um, yeah, maybe Ben Ben Cooper, your lightning shot, which uh, yes, have we got the breakdown of the votes of like? I knew, I knew you were going to ask that. Yeah, just, sorry, just, but yeah, from memory, uh, yeah, we do. Got yeah, we 70, do. Seventy seventy likes for his lightning. Just was just, right? just keep just keep add, rolling and, add, uh, and stretch uh, stretch stretch Brendan, stretch, stretch that out a bit, and I'll get you the numbers. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it was awesome. So, we had a lot of people voting uh, on the People's Choice, which was really cool. So thank you for that. Yeah. Um, that was uh, Facebook page. It was. And uh, um, do we have the results, Cameron? Oh, of course, mate. We had a radio sh- all the time. Did I stretch for long enough? <laughs> you stretched long enough. Uh, so. The shot, the lightning shot that Ben did, amazing shot that had 70 likes, which is great. Uh, second place was even between uh, Sarah Jane Egan's beautiful little mango V tree Ooh, in yes. the water and uh, the Barry Povey shot of the storm front down at the Mornington yep. Pier. Yep. And then after that, we had uh, Philip Johnson with that really beautiful shot. I think it's the Blue Mountains with all that mist and oh, fog that and stuff. That was pretty up. cool. And then uh, Eric... Uh, Anderson, who had the hoarfrost in yep. uh, the shot there as well. I think yep. that was all of them. Yeah. Five so, very worthy photos. So thank you yeah. for that. Um, no, now, what, so, what we are hoping to do is hmm. run a comp every second month. So basically we run a comp for a month. Then we have a month where p- people can do people's choice and that sort of stuff. Then we have another one. So six times a year we are having a photo comp. So now that it's August, Cameron, we need a theme. I was just about to say that. We and, are running... Um, I can I can I it's gonna be a very broad theme, but I Look, think I, you know, I think I've got one. Given given the fact that we hadn't discussed anything about this month's photo competition until no. about two seconds ago, go for it. That's what right. what would you uh, like to do? Well, obviously the theme's always landscape because this is mm-hmm. predominantly a landscape uh golf, golf cricket show. Yep. <laughs> podcast beer podcast. <laughs> um this theme is colour. Colour, right. Colour. That's all that's it. Make of that what you will. The theme is color. I'm sure that people have already in their mind gone, "Hey, I've got that shot of." <laughs> yep, I'm going to enter that. Yeah. So, what, um, so is it like? So, but that could be anything. Just a color image of anything. Well, let's. Or see. do you think let's people? See. Do you think people should maybe fine tune it to let's have see. like a more of a dominant color over another color, or 
Let's see. I'm, It'll be I'm fascinating just, I'm try- to see. I'm trying I'm, to help. I'm going to back in a lot of autumn photos. I'm going to okay. back in a few rainbows. I'm going to back in, a, mm-hmm. yeah, there'll be there'll be lots of interesting shots, but color is going to be the theme. Yeah, so, okay. Um, I like to keep it broad. I mean, weather was pretty broad, so color is probably <laughs> yeah, equally right. as broad. So Okay, all right. Okay, so, so color is the competition. Yeah, you'll so be that's able to enter run. that on our Facebook page uh, as of Saturday, which would be Saturday the twelfth of August. That will open no. and that'll run through the no, remainder. No, no. no. Uh, sorry, yeah. the fifth of August. I'll be quiet. Yeah, come on now. Yeah. Saturday yeah, the fifth of August. Fifth, the fifth of August. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll put we'll put up a pin post. We'll take we'll take down the July competition and we'll put up a new pin post, and you'll be able to. Chuck your photos in there. Again, we'll go through there. Brendan and I will pick probably, hopefully not the same top five again. That was pretty weird that that happened, but you never know. Happen again. Uh, yeah, we'll pick another top five. We'll pick a winner. Um, who? What are we going to give a prize? We're going to swap the prize. Do you want me to give the major prize and you give the other prize? We'll work we'll that out. We'll reveal that. We'll reveal that before exactly before the next. Yeah, episode. we'll speak. We'll, we'll speak to the tax man and see how much money we need to we'll give. Talk, we'll talk to our people and they'll talk to your people. That's the one. So, all right, cool. Color it is. Yep. Sounds sounds good. It yeah. could be interesting. Could be interesting where people take that theme. So I'm looking forward to seeing what goes on there. Yeah. Uh, now, for yeah. those of you who are new to the show, welcome aboard. Lovely to have you here. Um, we do have a website, dsps.com.au, where you'll find out everything you need to know about the Down South Photo Show, uh, including links to all of our previous episodes, to our YouTube channel, everything like that. So jump on there. We also list our workshops that we run on there as well. Uh, we have apparently a photo of the week, which I didn't know about until Cameron told me about it two weeks ago. So jump on, check out our photo of the week. Normally photo of the week is a photo that's done by myself or Cameron. So, uh, and Looking at your, but background. if you, but if you would like to sponsor the show, we'll put yes. your photo right on the front page. <laughs> Not only we'll put your photo, we'll put your logo. We'll have yeah, your, we'll put everything. Your theme music running in the well, background, surely, whatever you want. <laughs> surely now, if we're ranking in the top three and yeah. the number one photography podcast in the world, well, um, surely, surely someone's going to reach out and say, "Hey, we've gone from number one in Australia to number one in the world." Real quick, I like that. Well, That's good. Australia is the world, mate. Nothing else matters. We we are number one in the world by a guy run from a guy running the show from Tasmania and a guy running the show from Ocean Grove. Number there you one go. in the world. Yeah, no number one. It. No question about That's it. it. Um, Really quick, we have announced the Great Ocean Road Workshop, which is running from May 26th next year. Jump onto dsps.com.au and see all the details. Uh, places are already selling. So yep. um, do, we've got a do, handful or so of places left. Do yourself a favor and jump on and have a look. Mm. Backgrounds, Cameron, let's talk about your background. I'm going to make you full screen. Just as I need to burp because I'm drinking beer. Thanks, mate. Okay, uh, let's no go. No worries. I'll bleep uh, that out. I'll actually might enhance it. <laughs> uh so this is not a color image this is a black and white image um so this is a shot i took yesterday and i'm pretty happy with how it came out um it's actually going to roll into our horror story for the episode this shot so but this is a, a quick description of this is uh, a shot looking over lake pedo in the southwest national park of tassie uh and we just had five minutes of this incredible light where the clouds just broke and we had all these uh, sun rays beaming down the lake, uh, sort of splitting in amongst the mountains. It was amazing. Uh, yeah. One of those moments where Jamie and I just both looked at ourselves and went, okay, that's, that's off the charts. That's pretty good. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, good, good place to go. Uh, it's a place that I've taken a few shots that have been really, really quite good for me. So 
Here's another one. Uh, but yeah, I'll tell you more about this shot uh, as we get into our horror story. But uh, that's uh, the southwest of Tasmania. Um, for those who know where it is, it's a place called uh, Scott's Peak Dam Lookout. That is damn fine. Uh, <laughs> pardon the pun. Uh, you've mm. done incredibly well. I mean, we talk a lot about uh, you know being able to take photos in great places, and that's excellent. The experience, though, of seeing what you saw as well, I'm sure you can, in your mind's eye, picture it again and put yourself back yep. there and how you felt yeah. and all that sort of stuff. So Absolutely. it's one thing to be able to, well, we're lucky enough to be able to jam a, a lens in front of our eyes to be able to capture that shot. But yeah, to experience it in its own right uh, must have been fantastic. It's funny, though. This location, I had another shot, which over my other shoulder here, it's like a 300 mil shot of this little section with the rain and the the shower, the rain uh, bands coming through. That's the same spot. It's, it's this place at this time of year just throws up these conditions all the time. I don't know what it is, the angle of the yep. sun, time of year, whatever it is. But, yep. yeah, it was really lucky again. Uh, so I was pretty chuffed with that. Um, you should be. Very cool. Hmm. And you uh, are in definitely in colour. Well, look, I mean, here here I am at the Summer Apostles. Now, um, I'm going to ramble on a bit about my trip down there shortly, but um, got really, well, we, uh, you make your own luck, I guess, but I, I decided no, on Friday, I would get out of retail for the afternoon. The thing that I'm really lucky is the summer apostles is literally two hours from my doorstep. Um, so I can sort of look at the conditions and within pretty close predict how it's going to look. So um Cruised on down to the Great Ocean Road, got there, and the sun was setting pretty much right behind the Twelve Apostles. So, yeah, it was uh, it was pretty awesome. The weather mm. was weird. I was heading down through dark clouds and a bit of rain, and then kept looking at radars and saw clearness down at, from basically from Port Campbell all the way to Cape Otway. So I was like, okay, let's get ourselves there. So um, mm. yeah, really, yeah. really stoked. I say this often, it's hard to take a bad photo at the Summer Apostles. What it is, what it's really hard to do, though, is to get something a bit unique. Um, everybody's yeah. been there. Yeah. Every, everyone yeah. knows the limitations of the Summer Apostles because you have a platform where you can shoot yeah. from. So then it gets to a point where you've got to have conditions. And getting conditions yeah. like that, uh, I was absolutely stoked. So no, it was, well, that, it was, that's, it was that's... a really, really good experience, that trip. That's almost a sort of bucket list, isn't it, in a way that you go to these iconic and unique space places and you just want that light to work for you. Yeah. And like I've been to the 12 Apostles probably maybe, oh, I'd say maybe half a dozen times maybe. Yep. And I think I've been there once or twice when the conditions have been really good for photos and the yep. rest have been just blur or middle of the day or whatever it is. But yeah. Yeah, I know like I know the feeling when you go somewhere that you, you don't go often, it's a really iconic, amazing place. And you get there and it's just like, oh, the light's crap. <laughs> or you get there and the light's off off the charts and you're like, hey, how good's this? So, yeah. Um, yeah. In, ca um, in case anyone wants to know and while well, you're watching and not listening, that's on the Olympus OM, sorry, the OM system OM5 with the 8 to 25. Um, Ooh, I nice. believe I was at about probably maybe 15 mil at that point. So 30 mil in um, 35 mil speak. And mm. this is taken uh, using the built-in ND filters. So uh, you can see the sun is still up like it hasn't gone yet. So um, I was able to sort of take an exposure of around about uh, half a second uh, to get a little bit of blur on the waves there. So um, just if anyone wanted the, the technical 
jargon. How, how good how good are the the neutral density filters? Just the built-in built in. NDs have revolutionised the way I take photos, and I'm, that's mm. not hyperbole. That's true. I've um, because you know I was so used to getting to a place like that and then fossicking around for an ND filter because the sun's still up and. Anyway, I'll, I'll go into more detail about the trip soon. But um, the what the the fact that I can just literally pick a menu button and just go, oh, mm. there it is, and turn it on, yeah. It yeah. is it's brilliant. It's brilliant. It's yeah. actually it, it has changed. And and I'm I'm actually, and I don't know whether other manufacturers do it, but I'm kind of surprised they don't. Um, well, I don't know if they do or not. Um, I think the Sony's might have yeah, some I've, inbuilt I've heard stuff. Something about Sony. I, I should look into that. I'll. I should be more across it than the camera retail and everything. You know what I was thinking before, um, totally off the cuff here, about how we, how well we did in the pod, and that, you know we won't crap yeah. on about that more anymore. But but I was thinking like we're doing a really well as a pod show, and all we do is hang shit on every other brand apart from the Olympus brand. How, how is any, how is anyone actually listening? Because surely most of the people listening are Canon, Sony, Nikon users, and things yeah. like that. Well, maybe they, they they can just tell that we we're not really that important, and and I think more importantly, they can tell it's firmly tongue in cheek when we take the Mickey out of other uh, other serious. manufacturers. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. What yeah. I've what I'm finding at the moment is in camera retail, in particular, case in point. Yesterday, I had uh, a, a couple of young ladies come in who are starting their own uh, Airbnb photography business. Awesome. Mm, there you go. Um, yeah. And asked me what what they should buy. And my very first comment was, it's really difficult for me to sell you a bad camera. And that's true. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. And and it's true for many reasons. Not least of all is the competition that's out there now. These manufacturers have to set a pretty high standard with all their models because if they get a reputation for putting out a lemon, it doesn't yeah. sell. It will yeah. not sell. It instantly stops selling. And or if it, it does, they'll, they won't sell the next one. Correct. So, you yeah. know, they, 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 their R&D departments, I'd love to know how far ahead they are, like three, mm. four, five years. What's their roadmap? How far down the track are they? You know, do they have prototype cameras that do God knows what? I mean, you yeah. Know, yeah. Well, it's, it's, it is funny. AI it's, is going to be a big one coming to. Well, yes, yeah, so our friend AI. It's funny you say that because um, I just did my Olympus OM day down at Port Arthur yep. on the weekend and, same thing. They had a couple of people that were Sony users who came along to try the Olympus out and vice versa. And I said towards the end, I said, look, you know, this this is a sales pitch kind of day in a way, but I don't definitely don't ram it down people's throat. Yeah. Um, and I said the same thing as you. I said, but to be honest, you can't buy a bad camera. No. So whether or not it's a Nikon, Sony, Canon, Olympus, Panasonic, Leica, whatever it is, every camera Fuji, every camera brand um, has to be at the top of their game with their cameras they bring out because – it's so easy for people now just to swap brands. Like it's, yeah, you know, I, I don't like the new Canon. I'll just go to get Nikon a go. So yeah, you're right. Like you can't really sell someone a bad camera. Um, no, no. And, and uh, yeah. Um, just to round out that story, I ended up re recommending them a Canon. Yeah. Um, so there you go. So we're not yeah. completely biased to the OM system. It just happens to be the system just that both Cameron yeah. and I use the most. Yeah. So that's right. Um, yeah. Well, and the shop behind me. Awesome. The shot behind me was not shot on a on a Canon or an, or Olympus. People are, uh, people that, are asking what what was it? That, shot on that was Canon? shot. That was shot on my little Leica with a ninety yes. mil lens. That's the longest focal length I have, um, and that's what I used, and it, it worked nicely. So, very good. Can I um just quickly uh, get on my little soapbox? Go for it. Okay. Good, uh, for I just, good or bad? I just, I, no, it's good. I just wanted to um not bang controversial. On a little bit. 
about the trip down the Great Ocean Road on Friday. Okay. Um, I put a post on Facebook after I did on Friday night after I got back and I was, and, and the post was basically about how photography is my thing. And I mm. wanted to reiterate that on, on the pod. Um, when I, I, I don't ever would ever say that I'm the greatest photographer on earth. Um, far from it. I'm a photographer who, who happens to absolutely love what I do. Hopefully that yeah. comes across to you guys. Um, when I went down to the uh, Great Ocean Road, I got to Port Campbell about two o'clock in the afternoon, and I thought, right, I'm here for the Twelve Apostles. That was, you know, I was only there for the after, well, for one evening. So, you know, I had to had to go for the the jewel and the crown, if you like. Yeah. Um, so I took my time and I had a bit of a walk around Port Campbell, got a bite to eat, and then it was about three o'clock rolled around. So I thought, oh, I'll head down there anyway and just see what the light's doing. About halfway out to the the summer apostles. Uh, I saw a little dirt road off to the right, which I've passed a hundred times and yep. never had the time nor made the time to go down that little dirt road. Always thinking one day I'll go down there. Yeah. I promptly did a U-turn and went down that damn road. And I am so glad I did. It's not signposted. It's just a dirt road with a giveaway sign. Um, yep. Drove down there, parked the van, got my gear out and went for a little walk. Within 300 meters, I was amongst some of the most spectacular scenery I have ever seen in my life. Standing right. standing on cliffs like the one you see behind me, yeah. looking down and, by the way, crapping my pants because all of a sudden I was on, <laughs> on, on this the, like, on the edge 200 cliff, meter yeah. drop. <laughs> yeah. It's probably not 200 meters. That's exaggerating, but it was at it's least- probably felt it's, like it's, it. It's 200 feet, let's say. Um, yeah. with, with, the, with the Southern Ocean smashing into cliffs below me, and then yeah. just off to my right, a tiny little waterfall that just, yeah. you know, heading, coming down and going over the cliff. And it just, those moments when you're out with your camera, uh, not, not to get too flowery, but I actually got a little bit emotional. It was, it, it, it yeah. meant, it meant so much to me to be able to, for me, discover this place. Of course, I wasn't the first person ever there, but it was new to me. Um, yeah. and it blew my mind how good it was and it blew my mind. The light was amazing. And, yeah. and, and then the, the images came, you know, you, I set the camera up. I was patient. I knew what I was yeah. doing. That comes with experience. I talk to a lot of people who do workshops with us and they get frustrated really quickly. Mm. Most of those people that get frustrated are newcomers. They're newbies. Yeah. They might've only been shooting for a couple of years and, Get frustrated with what settings they should use. Please, please, please stick with it. Please stick with yeah. it because yeah, five years in and things change. They really do. You start seeing the photos in your mind's eye and you know exactly the settings and you know what you need yeah. to do to capture the scene. So um, when those moments come and they are rare, um, for me, time stands still and yeah. nothing else matters. Uh, and it's, Apart and from it's that 200-foot two, cliff. It's yeah, that's right. It's like when I equate it to if you've ever been into the movies and you go to a movie and you get so entrenched in the movie that when the lights yeah. come up, you then remember yeah. where you are. You're like, oh crap, yeah. that's right. I'm in a movie cinema. Yeah, in a yeah, movie that's cinema. right. Exactly. Put your the pants same. back on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, um, I just yeah. wanted to. I just wanted to say, get on my soapbox and just tell people how important it is to stick with it and to, yeah. you know. Instead of instead of dropping two grand on that new lens, drop yeah. some fuel into your car and go for a bloody drive and get out. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Go to go to these places because uh, 
yeah, it, it really, and I, not that I needed it, but it, it really, really sort of reaffirmed my love for landscape photography when I was in that moment. So, yeah. And those are the moments uh, you, you, you can't, it's a shame you can't bottle them as such, but yeah. what you can do is you can put them on a memory card. And that's right. Like you said, you know, that spot you went to, that little waterfall, like you'll see that photo, you know, probably a couple of thousand times in your lifetime. Our listeners will see it right now because there it is. All oh, right. Oh, you put it up there. Oh, yes. I'm thinking, where is it? No, no, no. <laughs> um, it's, I'll, I'll put it in yeah. by the magic yeah. of post-production. There you go. So, yeah, but you, you'll be looking at that photo and it'll always bring back memories of where it was, uh, what you were doing, how you felt, what the weather's like, you know, you're on your own, you had the whole place to yourself. And to me, I think we said it on last episode, the one before, that that's what it should be all about. Uh, it shouldn't be about trying to get likes online. It shouldn't be about who has the best gear. It shouldn't be about, you know, outdoing your mate or doing, you know, something like that. It really should be that time to turn your brain off mentally and have, have a break from that rat race and go out, breathe in some fresh air and take in the scenery and, and, and you know, use your camera to capture those moments and those feelings. And, yeah, I, I changed the main topic tonight. You might have seen it. We're going to talk about something else, and I've just changed it <laughs> to say how, how good is photography because yeah. you've had an amazing experience down the Great Ocean Road. Um, yeah. Well, and- I mean, as it as it turned out, the the little waterfall thing was entree to what you see behind me. You know, yeah, um, yeah. You know, that was, and and I I thought, you know, had I only got the little waterfall and the little and the cliffs and that, I would have been wrapped. That'd be yeah. awesome. But then yeah. I got to rock up to a joint like this. Yeah. You know, and it was and it was next level. Uh, it was quite funny because of typically when you get to the summer apostles, there's forty thousand people there. It, 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 as yeah. I say, it's the jewel, and there, there are people. And I got to talking to um, a lovely couple. Hopefully, they're listening. They said they would from California who had their daughters with them. Right. They'd 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 come to Australia for six weeks, um, a really fast trip uh, to to Victoria uh, to Australia, um, and they had basically you know done. We've got six weeks. What should we see? And of course, yep. the the twelve apostles. In my opinion, and this I'll get. I don't know. I don't know whether. I don't know how people will take this. I think it is one of the most beautiful views in the world. Yep. Um, every time I walk around that little corner and and you see that what you see behind me, it yeah. it does take your breath away. Um, yep. I don't know many other places in Australia like it that do that. Even mm-hmm. though yes, it's incredibly accessible by everyone. I don't care even though there was thousands of people there i don't care it's easy to get a really good vantage point there there's lots of spots where you can position yourself along the platform or even up the stairs where i i commandeered right beside the stairs there was no one there and i can't believe this i just planted my tripod there and yeah yeah i I proclaim this planet (laughs) first i I call Um, this brendan's spot (laughs) that's right yeah. Uh, um, yes, but, yeah, I don't know where I was going yeah. with that, but yeah, what I, I no. the, the best the best bit was getting to talk to this couple from the states, and they were they were just awesome. They they had their daughter, two daughters with them, as say like ten and twelve years old, showing them this amazing place, mm-hmm. and you know I was happy to show them a few quick photography tips. They had the cameras, you know, and yeah. it was it was cool. It is, it is one of, it's it's one of those things photography. It's like an international language of g'day, how you going type of thing. Absolutely. And, um, I remember when we went to the States a few years ago um, and speaking like you're hundred percent right. Like the 12 apostles is an amazing part of the world. Um, this, this whole country is mind blowingly good. It is. And, and it's, it's a, that whole adage thing where, you know, you live, you live in a spot for so long, you forget how good it is. We were at the grand Canyon and you know, the grand Canyon is incredibly impressive. Like this is a yeah. massive hole. 
and we're standing there. We're like, oh my God, how good is this thing? And I was talking to Lisa and said something. And these American people spin, spinned around and said, are you from Australia? And we're like, yeah. Oh my God. Australia is amazing. It's yeah, the most yeah, beautiful yeah. place in the world. I'm like, how good spot behind you? Like, <laughs> They're like, That's no, right. no, we, we went to the Blue Mountains. We've been to the Great Ocean Road. We went out yeah. to the Outback and Kakadu. Yeah. Like they named more places than I've been to. <laughs> and that, and they rated that as the best place I'd ever seen, like Australia, where here I was looking at their backyard saying, yeah. this is pretty impressive. So it's sort of like the international language photography where you can go somewhere and enjoy the views together and enjoy the beauty that we live in. So, yeah, um, yeah it's great that you had a great trip down there. And, and it's great that, you found i think it's great when you sort of stumble across little secrets that you didn't know are there in a spot you've been to lots and lots of times yeah um i always encourage people as well like i reckon i've been down almost every dirt road in tasmania there is yeah because I, I i do what you do all the time i'm like oh i haven't been down that road let's have a look yep there's always something new down there so yeah, and how, how good is it when you do see you know i don't know i think when you turn down a new road that you've never been down before you and as photographers you start to look at it for photos yeah. immediately yeah. you know yeah. and and it's incredible like within you know a few hundred meters normally oh, oh there's a shot <laughs> yeah pull over <laughs> okay yeah, this road's 75 k's long but i'm 200 meters in and <laughs> yeah yeah it does it um the road that this photo's taken on uh the scott's peak dam road in the southwest of tassie i've been down this road thousands of times but uh, every time i take someone down there who hasn't been down there many times or hasn't been there at all like you literally get a couple of hundred meters and there's a thing called the creepy crawly forest walk. And people are like, what's in there? I'm like, oh, it's just some forest. It's nice. And they go have a look and it's like this horizontal forest. It's moss everywhere. They're like, this place Brilliant. is incredible. I'm like, we've still got 34 Ks to go and we haven't even yeah. got anywhere near the best part yet. Yeah. So I, lo I love that when you, when you have people that are new to an area or you find a new area, like you get that little adrenaline hit and you can see photos popping left, right and center. And yeah, it's, it's, it's great. So yeah. It is cool. Um, and um, can I can I indulge and put another one of my photos up on the screen? Look, let's so, look, we've just let's change uh, this to the Brendan Waits photo show. Sorry, sorry. I, I know I got I got very excited. Um what you're looking at there is a photo of um two fairy penguins on the beach at the base of the Twelve Apostles. Um th there's many reasons why this photo means a lot to me, um, not least of which was Oh, in the dim, dark 90s, um, I actually was involved in fairy penguin research with the CSIRO on a place called Montague really? Island. Yeah. yeah I wear a lot of hats story before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I volunteered as a, um, a researcher for fairy penguins on Montague Island off Naruma in central New South Wales coast. Sorry, and the co central coast of New South Wales. Um, yeah. yeah, got to live in a lighthouse for a week uh, and count fairy penguins. So I know a How lot about there? fairy penguins. Um, and sorry, what was that? How many was there? <laughs> uh, on Montague Island, from memory, something like 8,000 breeding pairs, which is a lot. It's a lot of counting, Brendan. Uh, it was. Um, yeah, it was cool. But anyway, um, I knew that penguins landed at the base of the 12 apostles and not a lot of people know that. And I hope I'm not sort of, you know, saying something I shouldn't. But if you have a look, I'll just cover this. So you can see on the right, bottom right-hand corner, you can see all the grass and stuff growing over the rocks. That's that's a penguin yep. colony in there. Ah. So um, if you, know you what? wait. I've, I've never seen penguins really. I've seen maybe a couple of glimpses of them. Yep. But I've never seen them in the in the flesh. They are incredibly elusive. And you, my friend, live in one of the best places in the world to find fairy penguins. Apparently. 
Yes, Bishano is quite famous for the fairy penguins there. Yes, so. Bishano is quite fa- yes. famous. Um, yes. Anywho, so, you know, I was stand. everyone left. It was great. There was thousands of people. The sun went down, everyone bailed. So all the mm. photographers that were still there were just laughing and going, we've got this whole joint to ourselves. Yeah. Uh, there was me and two other people that were pretty serious, I could tell. Um, they left as well, but that's fine, whatever. Um, yeah. I sort of knew that the penguins were coming. So I, I wanted to see them. It's like it's like the when I if I see the sunset at the Twelve Apostles, I don't leave until I see or hear a penguin. So um because right. then it's that's and what, it's pitch black when they land. I was so. gonna say is that when that's when the the show's over. Yeah, you've literally got three percent light left, I guess. Like that's mm. how dark it is. And you've really got to know what you're looking for. The first thing you do is hear them. You hear them yeah. um quarking in the wave sort of thing. And then oh, yeah. and then yeah. all of a sudden a wave will wash up, a wave will come back, and there'll be a penguin on the beach. And that's right. that photo that I put up. Um, and what yeah. they'll do is because it's such a God, this I won't go on too long, but because it's such an effort for them to come in to land through yeah. all the breaking waves and everything, when they land, they very quickly waddle up to the safe zone. So where the waves aren't washing anymore, I'm going to wash them back in. And they have a micro sleep for 15 seconds. Do they? That's a hundred percent true. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> that's I find that really? incredible. They literally just, they literally close their eyes and they freeze. And you're like, what are they doing? They're sleeping for 15 seconds. And then they'll wake yeah. up and they'll start going further up the beach. They call out to their mate that might be in here or their chicks, not at this time of year, but yeah. in October, they'll call yeah. out to their chicks. And that's the other amazing thing. Fairy penguins all look exactly the same, right? Yeah. And yet, but they know which yeah, ones they are. Yeah. They know which one's which by their call, which is amazing. That is amazing. Mother nature at its best, eh? Yeah. So, hey, uh, uh, you, you mentioned. Sorry, can I just finish on the fairy yeah, penguin story real quick? Yeah, the fairy penguins. Go. That shot was done with a 400 millimeter zoom lens in manual focus, pointed at the dark, and I cranked the ISO to as high as it possibly can go on an EM1X, which is probably 12,008 whatever, and yep. literally was just shooting blind, and in yeah. the hope that I would get a frame because I couldn't see anything. I literally could not see the, <laughs> the viewfinder wasn't picking up anything, and right. then that's yeah. That's what I got. So I was pretty bloody happy to get that photo. That's going on my yeah. wall, that shot. And it didn't intrude on the animals, which is great. You didn't yeah. uh, go down on the beach and chase them around or anything like that. No, which, which is probably why they're thriving so well right there because it's nigh mm. on impossible to get onto that stretch of beach. Yeah. There used to be stairs down to that beach, didn't there? Uh, I think, uh, yes, there was. And there was actually yeah. a ladder under the uh, platform, that's, that's which right. is where the rangers used to go down. Yep. And it was yeah, all padlocked right. up and everything like that, but they've got rid of all that completely because I think right. they can actually they winch people down on the beach for penguin research and stuff now. So, right. Well, you abseil. Anyway, sorry, that was right off topic, but hopefully you enjoyed that little story. Uh, that's cool. That's a good story. Um, speaking of stories, um, the uh, you, sp- you mentioned Lighthouse before. Uh, uh, yes. Yes, you did. Uh, up on that island where you were counting penguins. Yes, where um, I lived in a lighthouse, yes. Yes. Uh, so down here the other day, we had a little bit of wild weather in Tassie. Oh, yes, uh, we sure did. We had, uh, technically, we had level three or, or category three cyclone winds down here. Um, so, uh, but a shout out to a, another photographer here in Tasmania. I don't think I've ever met him and he probably doesn't listen to the show. A guy called Martin Cooper. He, he actually, uh, at m.coops. Is yeah, this handle. is the third Cooper we've mentioned tonight. What's going I know. on? It's a bit weird, isn't it? <laughs> uh, well, he and his partner or friend, I'm not too sure what the situation is there, but they're on uh, Matsuka or Matsuka Island off the south of Tasmania and yeah. they're lighthouse keepers for six months. You can do six-month oh, stints. Fantastic. Su- 
it would be amazing to do that. Yes. Um, but they were down there the other day and they recorded over 200, an hour, 200 kilometers an hour winds on that island. Wow. Um, and he, there's a couple of photos he sent through as part of their their, their research and their, their job there. And it just looks terrible. Like there's just waves crashing everywhere. It's just wild. But oh, um, get, get, get us down there, Cam. We need to run a workshop yeah, no, there. We could do six months together living in a lighthouse, couldn't we? We'd need some beer <laughs> and, and then some. Anyway. Uh, no, I don't think we, no. Anyway, that no. doesn't matter. We move on. We move on. Uh, we're going to get on to gear talk. Yes, let's quickly talk about Gear Talk. We did mention last week, week before, that DJI last have got week. themselves a new drone, the uh, DJI Air 3. Is it called the Air 3 Pro? I think it is. Yeah, whatever. I think, uh, yeah, yeah. Air 3. Um, We're not here to plug DJI. they got enough money. Um, yeah. And it says here in my notes, okay, Cam was wrong. He now wants one. Yeah, I, I was wrong. I apologize to anyone who had their eyes set on that and didn't go buy it because of my feedback. Don't listen to me. <laughs> um I had a look at the other day. I was I was talking to my mate Jamie yesterday on the way back in the car. He was driving and I was Googling. I'm like, this drone's actually pretty damn good. Yes. Um so yeah, for anyone looking to get a drone, and they're not dirt, they're not stupidly expensive. They're not dirt no, cheap. They're, they're, not. Not they're not. Um you can get this DJI Air 3 um with a whole kit with batteries and stuff like that. It's about two and a bit grand. It's not Correct. stupid, stupid money. Um, but it does actually do 48 megapixel stills on the wide angle and the telephoto 70 mil lens as well. That's nice. Um, it has a flying time of 46 minutes. It's, it's also berserk. Nuts. Also mm-hmm. nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to, I would, I've got the Mavic 2 Pro, which I, I admittedly, I don't use that often, but um, one of the reasons I don't use it, because I, everywhere I go, I'm like, oh, the battery's half dead. I'll only get five minutes and I'll have to bring it back down again. I like to explore with my drone. I like to go places and yeah, and it's got a it's got a twenty kilometer transmission radius. Yes, it's nuts. You could fly out to the twelve apostles behind you and get a close yes. up of the twelve apostles and come back. Yes, which not that you're allowed for. to. You'll get in trouble. Isn't it? We're not encouraging that. But no. so yeah, I'm thinking. I'm looking at. I'm, I'm thinking of maybe. Maybe not straight away, but I think in the next few months I might try and grab one and yeah play around. Yeah, with it. So, I, I I'm um I've neglected neglected my drone for a little while, but I do love the added element that it brings of being able to put a camera pretty much wherever you want within reason. Yeah, uh, just to remind people that drones in national parks in Australia are banned. Uh, you yes. cannot fly a drone in a national park in Australia. No, uh, and down in Tasmania, you are very heavily restricted to fly anywhere, and yes. sadly. Uh, you can bleep this out if you want, but there is dickheads that come down here and fly their drones all the mm-hmm. places they shouldn't fly them around, mm-hmm. uh, and they ruin it for everyone else. So I actually got a message tonight from someone who um, has a YouTube channel, does an amazing job as a YouTuber. Um, I won't go into too much detail, but they they got approached by Parks and Wildlife down here about having the right permits to do, because he goes in and out of some of the parks and crosses yep. some of the reserves and stuff like that. And they finally caught up with him and said, hey, you need a filming permit to do what you're doing down here. Yes. Uh, so he was, he was reached out to me and asked about my permits and licensing and stuff like that. And I said back to him, I said, this is what I've got. I said, but don't even bother trying to fly drones or get a permit to do drones. They won't even Not give a chance. Unless you're a massive production company, they won't give you any access to fly drones. So yeah, yeah again, we, we've said it a few times in this show. I'll say it again. If you have a drone, awesome. Use them. They're great toys. They're amazing. But for Christ's sake, keep them out of national parks and out of stupid places you're not allowed to do it because all it does it just ruins it 
for everyone else who wants to fly their drones legally and have the right CASA licenses and stuff like that. Um, I, I know, I know plenty of people that have drones and fly them incorrectly and I bite my tongue every time, but maybe yeah. I, maybe I'll start saying stuff. I don't know. It just, it just annoys me. It just ruins it yeah. for everyone else. No, you're right. It does. It, it really ruins it for everyone else. Anyway, that's not what we're here. We're, we're here talking yeah, about here. the gear. So DJI yeah, yeah. Air 3, get on, have a look. They are pretty amazing. Um, one thing I will pick up as well, yes, it might have a 20 kilometer range, but the law in Australia says your drone must be in line of sight at all times. I, I can see 20 k's away. Same. Mate, I saw the moon tonight. That's 186,000 kilometers away. <laughs> that was, that's a, so we've got, speaking of moon photography, there's yes, two supermoons this super, month. Yeah, I mean, there's two. I hate one, that term. Why do they call it a supermoon? It's not like it's, it's going to be ten times bigger than normal. It's no, but it's like three percent or something, is it? Oh, yeah, wow, it's better. Amazing. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty big moon. Three percent of big is big. Wow, that's right. And I think the the one later in the month is a blue moon. Yeah, what's that mean? Is this because it's the second full moon in the month, right? I think so. Yes, yeah. Um, but I I got a message from our dear old listener Chelsea tonight. Hello, Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea, she was out uh, at Bunnings shopping and said, Cam, 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 have a look at the moon. I went out the front porch and I'm like, where? And I couldn't see. It was tucked behind the houses up the street. It was on the wrong angle. Yeah. And she goes, it's amazing. It's huge. I'm like, shit, I can't get anywhere near it. Yeah. 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 But Chelsea, uh, it's not. It's not. <laughs> yeah. Be careful with Chelsea. She's, uh, she gets a bit it's, feisty these days. It looks amazing. I'm sure it does. But it did. It ain't, it ain't any bigger than it normally is to the naked eye. So it's all, it's all, I love how the media grab hold of it. Oh, it's a supermoon. Particularly the ABC, they're, they're big on it. They always post about the supermoon. And it's like, yeah, whatever. So we're having another one, are we? Brilliant. Anyway, I'm like, oh, geez, got my high horse about that one, didn't I? I was going to say, I feel a bit of moon hatred. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Horror story. Horror Go. story. Yeah. Yeah. Horror story. So, um, I, I we, could, we didn't get a horror story. So I created my own. Um, I like it. So yesterday, uh, my friend Jamie and myself decided that we wanted to go out for the day. And after all these massive storms came through, we thought there could be some cool shots to be had and maybe a bit of snow around. And so the first thing we thought, oh, we'll go out to Mount Field. It's about an hour from Hobart. We'll go up the top. There'll be heaps of snow. We'll be able to get some great shots. But oh, that road's closed due to fallen trees and they'll, they'll be closed all day. No worries. So we thought we'll drive out a bit further. We'll head out to Strathgordon and this lake behind me here. And just as we we're leaving, before we left, um, Jamie's like, oh, I brought my, my chainsaw. It's like, you know, there's novelty chainsaws that the kids get as toys, like the little tiny ones that you, you know, yes. they work on AA <laughs> batteries. It wasn't much bigger than that. And I sort of giggled. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, sure. So we headed down this road, Scott's Peak Dam Road, where this ends up at the dam here. And we're driving along and we're like, oh, cool, we're doing pretty well. The, the council, the workers are on the other road, clearing any trees that were down. And we come around the corner and bang, there's this three logs, three massive trees across the thing. So an hour later, we've finally, you know, dug through that with a, with a butter knife of a, of a chainsaw. So we went through that one. We went another couple hundred meters. There's another tree and then another tree and then another tree. I think we chopped down about five or six big lots of trees. So three hours later from when we started on the road, that generally takes about 30 minutes to get to here, yeah. we rock up. And we rock up and we're, we're knackered. Like we've been pulling logs out. That's the way. right. Exactly. We're, You're we're in no mood to be taking photos. Yeah, we're, we're filthy. The, cha the chainsaw's gone through. Jamie's a builder. So he's got all those rechargeable batteries in his ute. We went through about 600 of those and we get up to this lookout and we pull around and we started taking a few snaps and we're like, oh, the light's not really doing much. It's, you know, what a, we spent three hours clearing the road for nothing. 
Yeah. And we literally both said to each other, look, let's give ourselves another 15 minutes here, see what happens, and then we'll head back. That happened in about yes. five minutes later. There and it, it just made me think that, you know, for all the horror that went into that day and all the hard work to clearing it all, the rewards are epic because we know for a fact that no one else was down that road because no one got down there. That's right. So we were the only two people in the world that caught this view at the time it happened. And that, my friends, is amazing. That is very amazing. And the the uh, other coincidence is had there not been all that wind, you would have been up Mount Field and not got that photo, right? Exactly. Yeah, All these things happen, don't they? And it's funny, quick aside to that, there's a really great uh, photographer down here called Luke O'Brien. Um, he, G'day, uh, Luke. he runs he runs workshops and, and stuff like that. Um, I rang him today or I spoke to him today and he goes, oh, what have you been up to? I said, oh, yesterday I went out with Jamie and went down. He goes, I was down that road. I turned back because there was logs all over the road. I said, yeah, we chopped them down and made it all the way to the end. <laughs> He's like, oh, you bastard. <laughs> so that's right. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny how things work out, but it was an amazing day. We had a great time and hanging out with mates and uh, yep. ended up getting a really good shot. So so, so now now Cam's like memory card check, filter check, tripod check, chainsaw check. Chainsaw check. I tell you what, this little chainsaw, like it was small, but it, it got through them all. Like we were talking, you know, pretty big logs. I so, like it. Yeah. Um, we have a deer cam. We actually had two deer cams this week, but so I had we had to, to choose, one. and we'll hold one over for next week. Uh, mm. Deer cam for those new to the show is a is a, a segment of the show where you send in a question for our learned friend in Tasmania, Australia, uh, to answer for you, and nine times out of ten. I also chime in as well because, hey, you can't keep me down. Dear Cam, <laughs> uh, it actually even says Dear Cam and Brendan. Yeah, I know. Hey, maybe, listen, maybe we should change it to Dear – maybe we should just change it to Dear Lads or something like that. No, dear boy. Dear Cam. <clears throat> dear Cam's got a good ring to it. This is your baby, Dear Cam, isn't it? This is one of the first things you came up with this show. You go, I've got this idea, yep. Dear Cam. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. You no, love it. 88 episodes, 89 episodes later. What episode is it? Is it 88 or 89? It's, worth, it's 89. It's 89. That is 89. Jesus. Dear Cam, some photographers show their camera settings with the photos they post or include them with the images in magazines. Remember them? <laughs> what, uh, what, 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 is your what is your thought? Gotcha. What is your not... thought on this? Personally, I've found it helpful with my photography, but I still muck it up. Thanks for the great show. Another Cameron. Cameron Harris. Thanks, Cam. I was, I, was, I was waiting for Cameron Cooper, but anyway. That's right. Thanks, Cam, for the dear Cam. Um, yeah. Thoughts, Mr. That's Brown? why I had to include it because his name's Cameron. Correct. Clearly the guy's a clearly the guy's a legend. Totally. I haven't met a bad Cameron yet. No. Um so uh what are my thoughts on this? Um I, I think it's helpful. Um I think people that don't share information on photographs are a little bit of dicky. Um, you know, you, you see it online all the time. It's like, oh cool, what how did you shoot that or what camera mm. did you use for that? Oh, I'm not telling you. I'm not, you know, you know, it's, I use my camera, that's it. So I think sharing is caring. Like people should share, like that happens all the time. People should share them. And I, I think they really do help because if you think of it from your own point of view, when you go back to your Lightroom or your Photoshop or whatever you're using, you always look at what the settings of the camera were. Yeah. So you go, oh yeah, ISO this, F stop this, whatever. So if it's going to help you, it's going to help others. So I don't think it's a problem. Uh, I think it's nice that people do share them. Um, I think it, it's a nice, easy way to, give someone else a bit of an insight as to how that photo was created without, you know, going on a workshop or doing research. They can say, Oh, okay. If I go to a similar spot to that, I can use those kind of settings. So um, yeah, it's definitely helpful. Um, 
the reason why people might still muck it up from that is um, conditions might be different or the composition might be different. Uh, the camera system might be slightly different as well, different lenses and things like that. So the settings are great to know and it's they're good to have as an indication of how to shoot certain scenes, but you still got to put your own twist on it and, and, and smooth it out the way you want it to do it. So, yep. Yeah. Uh, not a lot more to add to that. I agree with everything you just said. Right. That'd be first. No, it wouldn't be. No, we, we have agreed on things before. Probably the yeah. only thing that came to mind was, um, and this is ridiculous because no one's going to put this on there, but camera settings, sure. Photoshop editing. Nah. Is anyone going to mm. actually say I moved the contrast 20%. I put the saturation slider up 10%. I dehazed it. I bought, you know, no one's going to say that. And no, and does anyone really need to know that stuff? Mm. I, look, you tell you what, I think it, does help as well. So question without notice for you, when you're yes. editing your shots, yes. Um, like for example, the shots, that series of shots that you've shown and the others that you showed me from your Great Ocean Road Trip, yes. would you say that your editing was fairly similar through all of them? Or were they all a bit all over the place, like different contrasts? Generally different speaking, bits, if I yeah, if I go back through a shoot, so like a you know, a session, yeah, uh, yeah, I reckon the editing would all fall very, very similar. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. Um, I never batch process ever. Um, yeah. Like, in fact, I've never done it. I didn't even know how to do it. Um, I, I'd rather take every photo on its merits, sort of shot to shot. Mind yeah. you, I completely understand why wedding photographers, for example, do it because what a pain yeah. in the ass to have to go through and, you know, so you bat you batch edit because you most of your shots are on the same under the same lighting conditions. So I get that. Mm. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's just interesting when you you know. You see the camera settings. Does that help you? In some regard, it does, I think. Yep. Um, but then you've got to remember to apply those settings when you're presented with the same lighting. You know what I mean? So yep. that's where yep. it gets a bit tricky. But it all it all harkens back to what I said off the top, and that is experience. It yep. all sinks in in little increments over time, and eventually it all yeah. just flows. So yeah. I think I think you're right because one thing I think I've changed over the last few years, probably in the last five years, is my editing. Some of the sort of base settings of each photo are always the same, like the same contrast level, you know, a bit of the exposure changes, a bit like the same texture, con uh, clarity, big yeah. netting. There's some of them that's consistent all, all the way through. Yeah. And I find that once I do that, I get a consistent looking series of shots. So, yeah. So, yeah, you're, you're right. There, there's the settings of the camera which can go, oh, okay, that's how they shot that. Does it help you improve? I think it helps you maybe, like you said, figure out the matrix a bit more. Yeah, uh, but but it still comes down to you personally putting your twist on it and editing it and being the right time and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, cool. if you have a deer cam question for us, please hit us up on the website or under the in the comments below here, uh, or on the Facebook page, or send us smoke signals or Morse code, whatever your thing is. Um, we also on dsps.com.au have a wonderful little button that says beer donations. Please feel free to give us a beer. We um or buy us a beer. We don't beg for it, but if you do <laughs> want to assist in the running of this little, what would we call it? This little experience. Top, top, top three rating podcast. If in the you show. would like to help us get to number one, we need beer. What are we going to do if we get if we get number one? Like surely we've got to do something. Uh, I'll tell you what I'm going asterisk, to number one on visual arts. Let's just say number that. one on visual arts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If we get number one on visual arts, I'm going to give two people off the top of my head a call. That I can okay. think of. Yes. Um, would, yeah. those, would those two people be freezing their asses off about now? 
they might be. Uh, yes, I have a feeling. I think I, I, think a, I know who you're talking about. Anyway, we I, have, we I have a feeling they might be snuggling a lot at the moment. Spooning, um, maybe. As long as they're not forking, that's the main thing. So, correct. Thank you to um, Jenny C's back again with another beer. Thank you. Jenny. Thanks, Jenny. Mel, where would we be without you, Mel? Thank you so much. Mel called me today and I haven't repl- replied. I'm so bad. I'm sorry, Mel. And uh, But he did order a camera and photo hoodie. Right. So. He might be starting his own sweatshop. Sweatshop? <laughs> sweatshop, is that what it's called? You know, <laughs> where they make hoodies and stuff. <laughs> you just see Mel running a sweatshop in Myrtleford. Uh, Andrew T, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Andrew. Yeah, uh, thanks, thanks, Andrew. You, 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 you are a, a serial beer donator as well. So, thank you so much to those people who have donated us a beer this week. Cam, here's another, here's another, here's another quick insight for you. Like, so the dear question, dear Cam questions came in. They're pretty good. What happens if the beer donations just go crazy and we end up getting like, like five, 15 slabs of beer dropped on our door? We really celebrate our hundredth episode. <laughs> We have to. We have to. We're gonna to have to have a dance out photo show party somewhere. Oh, I like the sound of that, and I reckon I know mm. where we could do it too. Uh, Cameron, yes. I know mm. we've got to wrap this up soon because you've got to go and pick up Five Star Dan from the airport. I do. Hi, hi Five Star. Um, <laughs> what have you got coming up, my friend? Uh, five Star Dan and I are off to Cradle Mountain on Friday for my winter workshop. Up. Mm, awesome. Winter workshop. Uh, and it's going to snow. Two out of the four days we're there, apparently. So giddy up. Sensational. So we're there. Yeah, I've got to pick up Dan in a band now from the airport, and uh, we're up to Cradle Mountain. We've got six wonderful guests, a couple of four-wheel drives, and we're looking forward to getting up there and taking some great photos. Brilliant. Uh, Love it. What about you? Where are you going next? You're not going. I'm, I'm going back. I'm going, I'm going back I'm going to the future. To, I'm going, that's right. Um, I'm going to double dip and head back to the Great Ocean Road on uh, this Friday. Uh, so the day this goes out. So if you're watching this now, I've just got back from the Grand Ocean Road again, um, heading this time up to above Forest and above uh, Apollo Bay to the waterfalls. Um, going to go and suss out. Uh, apparently there's a new track down to Beauchamp Falls. So I want to go and have a look at that. Um, and gee whiz, I might even throw my camera in. What do you know? Uh, also going to have a look around the Redwood Forest. And I'm also going to look down the uh, Otway Forest track as requested mm. by you, Mr. Blake. Yeah, I want I want a nice, like, windy road shot through the forest. Okay. okay. It is I'm a sure narrow I'm road, though. It is, and I've got to be careful where I park. So I'll, I'm I'll actually... just do what everyone else does, just park in the middle of the road and get out and take a photo. I'm seriously considering taking my mountain bike mm. and doubling up. And and I've, I've always, particularly when it gets warmer and things start to warm up here, I think there's there's a place for me to be able to have my OM5 and just the 8 to 25 in a mm. small bag strapped to my back on my mountain yep. bike and totally. be able to access some of these places. I want totally. to do that road that you speak of from, you know, a Beach Forest basically down to Apollo Bay on my mountain bike. Yep. So that I might uh, do a bit of a scout for that. The problem is getting back up to the van. That's where things will hurt. That's right. It's all part of the fitness. Yeah. I'll just get an e-bike like everyone else seems to do and pretends they're still a mountain biker. Spare me. Ooh, ooh on that note, that's a bit of a barb. <laughs> no yeah. one listens to this far in this show, mate. Uh, <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> yeah, right. Are you Now, so that's it. Uh, that has been that's episode it. 89. 80, so thank you. 89, 89. 89. Make sure you say 89 in the notes. Uh, 90 next week. 
We will enjoy Cradle. Looking forward to Thanks, talking mate. to you next week about Cradle. Uh, say hi to yes. Five Star for me. And we'll do. Uh, that has been episode 89 of the Down South Photo Show. We will see you for episode 90 next week. Bye for now. See you later. Ciao.